When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People can hear us but not see us. Awesome. So this, is the, this is the time to get your clothes on, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the best thing about like all this virtual interaction and stuff, like just wearing pajama pants to work meetings. And, <laughs> like I don't think I'm ever going to be able to go back. <laughs> yeah, my streaming camera doesn't go uh, typically below my chest level. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I totally just crawl out of bed, throw on a t-shirt and good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't I worn shoes inside in more than a in multiple funny. months now. I see PW bind already there in the chat. Hell yeah. What's up, man? I'm trying to expand the chat now so I can see who's in here. My incarnation is my chat hidden. Hey, what's up? Now people can see us. We're hey. officially live. So anybody tuning in or, you know, to live stream or checking out the archived video, this is the first episode of Night City Live. It's basically going to be a series where we're going to cover different subjects about Night City. I have different GMs and people that want to come through and talk about things or whatever. This first episode is all about places, things, and services that you'll find in Night City or really in any typical uh, cyberpunk city, we'll say, during the time of Red, during the time of Cyberpunk Red, so right around 2045 and maybe a little after. Uh, but we are going to focus on Night City when it comes to conversation. And also, anybody tuning into the live stream, feel free to contribute ideas to the chat. Um, we definitely have the chat open and I'll mention any ideas you guys have when it comes to things you might see or, you know, places, things and services of Night City as we go through this. We're probably going to take it district to district um, and, you know, just kind of dive in and have a casual conversation and have fun with it. Before we get started, let me first uh, and I see what's up Method, Renegade, everybody in chat. I'm already diving in. Hell yeah. Uh, but before we get going, let me let me slow my roll a little bit. Let me do some introductions. We've got some special guests with me here today. Um, you'll see my, my buddy Alex over here, a.k.a. Lobster Falcon uh, from Night City Stories is with me. And Taylor Price from the Con Save. Uh, how are you two doing? Awesome. Great. Nice. <laughs> Best well, hey, way to end a Monday. Hell yeah. No, most definitely. Um <laughs> Before we dive into Night City and all this sort of stuff, why don't each of you do a little introduction? Um, I'll, I'll start it off first. Obviously, uh, most people know me as the founder of Cyberpunk Uncensored, where we do live gameplay interviews. I do Cyberpunk Red Crash Course tutorials, uh, GM Tips series, the GM Roundtable series, now the Night City Live series. I'm also getting ready to start up a deep dive series about the different roles and such. Um, just all kinds of shit. So check it out. We have an active Discord and community blog. Um, and yeah, you can check out the links uh, in the description and go to cyberpunkuncensored.com and anywhere social medias. 
that's actually how I met Alex, aka Lobster Falcon. Uh, he's a partner, Discord, they run a West March, uh, Night City Stories. But why don't you explain that, explain who you are and all about that. And also explain wh- where's that Lobster Falcon name coming from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, Night City Stories is the largest living community for Cyberpunk Red online right now. Uh, we actually did an audit last night. We've had 47 games across uh, 17 GMs uh, in January, uh, which is pretty bumping. Um, you can find us on Discord uh, and on Reddit as well. Um, so I'm part of the Stories team there, uh, as well as part of the group that founded it. Uh, we were a whole bunch of folks from... Um, uh, primarily playing Shadowrun until Cyber, uh, Cyberpunk Red came out and uh, decided to kick in and go to a less magic heavy, a little more street and gritty story to come tell. Um, so uh, you can feel free to check us out on Night City Stories. Um, it is uh, really a group of one shots, if you're not familiar with West Marches, uh, all around a living community where your characters progress in between runs. Uh, and any GM is, will, uh, is able to put up a run within that shared universe. That the story team helps tie together and make sure that it's not just like a time loop that stays forever, but the world actually progresses and interesting stories are told. Uh, so yeah, come on by, check us out. Um, run a game, play a game. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, Taylor, you, uh, why don't you explain to people uh, you know, about the con save? I know I, I, I met you basically, a fellow being a fellow streamer and doing Cyberpunk Red. Obviously, I love Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk Red, all that stuff. Um, and that's yeah. how I found you guys, your, your team and such. But why don't you give, give yourself a breakdown for everybody? Yeah, yeah. We are a, a team for sure. There's a lot of us that <laughs> play. We we were all just kind of gaming buddies anyway. We had done Pathfinder and D&D and those sort of things. Hence where the con save came from. Um, but honestly, I've been wanting to play cyberpunk games since like 2008 and never had anyone to play it with me so i forced all of them to play it with me and here we are and now it's been super fun and so we yeah we do a lot of we have cyberpunk red game that we do bi-weekly we have a DD game we do bi-weekly we're doing other fun systems you've got like a call of cthulhu game going and some other kind of small time ttrpgs and stuff and we just kind of hang out and you can find us at the con save on everything. We also have a discord. We're in that cyberpunk fans discord a lot, me and Jake, especially. So yeah. we're just everywhere. Can't get rid of us. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. And everybody go check it out. I'll, I'll grab the links too. And I'll make sure that they're put in the description, especially in the YouTube uh, archived version of this episode. Um, and anybody that's part of the cyberpunk uncensored discord or community, um, you can see in our affiliate servers uh, under the gameplay, you know, we have red in 2020 and even 2077 and, uh, post to play. There's a channel there that says West March. Check that out. That'll link you to a uh, Lobster Falcon server um, that we were talking about for that option. But more gameplay, the better. Uh, before we dive into Night City, and I want to let everybody know uh, Lobster Falcon here. He's going to kind of lead, uh, kind of moderate the different districts and make sure we stay on schedule and we don't go hours and hours into this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to mention I've got uh, a sort of product line package thing that I'm working on under the brand. I can't talk too much about it because we're working on some partnerships and things. But that being said, there is a digital asset that's going to come with this package. And there's a few digital assets. And that's kind of what springboarded uh, Night City Live episode concepts. Uh, one of those digital assets is a whole random chart for different places, uh, things, and services you might see in Night City that you can either roll on or just look at the chart and grab things as a GM to you know, help build your world a little bit more and give it a little more depth and texture. So 
Um, this will be fun. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at my list as we go. Make sure I don't forget anything within my own notes and ideas and creativeness. But I'm looking forward to seeing what you know you two have to say as well as the chat. I'm gonna take my notes and expand this digital asset that I'm planning on. You know, and then in future episodes, we'll get into other subjects and stuff. I'm gonna cycle in other GMs, and maybe you two can come back for some as well. That would be great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, let me get a shout out to one of the sponsors here, uh, Sirenscape. Um, they're one of my favorite uh, sponsors. Um, they add a lot of great sound and texture to gameplay, and I'm just gonna kind of keep their their city sounds in the background here while we go. I'm just so people watching and anybody uh, in it can get get a little bit of vibe, uh, uh, some city vibe to what we're doing. Um, but there you go. All right, cool. Uh, Lobster Falcon, if you want to take it from here, let's get us started. Sweet. Uh, so just uh, what Rob said, we're going to look at kind of the, go a little bit district by district um, and talk about uh, what different things you might see. So let's start with the, uh, if you're familiar with the Night City map, uh, they kind of broke it out into big styles of districts and then broke into specific smaller districts. Uh, so the first one to talk about is the Rebuilding Urban Center. Um, so will be Vanna White. Heck yes. Here's our uh, sections. <laughs> all right. So if you would note the green on Taylor's map, uh, that's going to be the Rebuilding Urban Centers. And what that is is um, it's basically a part of the city that is now being put back together, uh, but is still a little bit screwed up, right? There's cranes everywhere. It's packed with people. Uh, but it's a little bit more safe, a little bit more safe, and a little more active than kind of the overpopulated suburbs. Um, so this is where a lot of uh, city um, services are being run, uh, uh, not as fancy as the corporate zones, um, but really being built up again. Uh, so the first one to talk about is going to be the Glen. I think this is probably one of the more popular uh, areas in Night City. It gets mentioned a lot, <clears throat> and so uh, this burgeoning new district uh, is contains most of the important government buildings in Night City. That's kind of the general description. So why don't we start there? Uh, what might we find in the Glen? No, I think it definitely has all the, the you know, sort of government buildings and stuff right there. It has, uh, you know, I imagine like city hall and courthouse style buildings. And that being said, I think that if there are any, you know, types of shops and such, I picture it kind of similar to that district in downtown LA, you know, where it's like if there are shops, it's somewhat high class or it could be completely low class because to be honest right where we have that in la like right one street over it just starts skid row you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i could picture it both ways like it's either yeah. very you know exec focused and city official focused so it's all secure and upper class like suit shops and clothing maybe a fancy restaurant maybe or i could picture it real low and like kind of the part where it's just city buildings and not a lot of uh um I don't know, like bells and whistles or niceness to mm -hmm. it. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? In my head, for some reason, always, and I think I've said it like multiple times, my player, whenever players, whenever we get in that part of town, it like remind. It makes me think of like Gotham, like Batman, Gotham, where it's like it looks real pretty, but you still got that dirtiness going on. You still have like the police stations, the city halls, all these big things, but then like the Joker's right in the back alley, like yeah. doing some deals. <laughs> like it's, it's this fun mix of just the, the, the crimes a little more hidden, I guess is how I kind of like, I like picture in my head. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to put it. And Jack, Jack there in, in the uh, chat says my fixer owns an apartment building in the Glen. So it must be a, a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's funny. Renegade in the chat makes a pretty good point. So, 
police precinct number one for NCPD is going to be in the Glen. Um, but what to think about is also when you have a big police precinct, what's the ecosystem that comes up around that, right? You're mm-hmm. going to have your big fancy courthouse with your pillars in front, but you're also going to have a jail. You're also going to have your bail bondsman. You're also going to have true, you know, the type of bus stop that caters to people who just got out of the joint, right? What do you have with... Um, you might see a, a prison transport bus that's coming through there and they're picking up people from holding in jail to take off to like a, a prison in a farther out district. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a, an entire ecosystem built up around the fact that you have a uh, like the head police precinct there. Well, most mm-hmm. definitely. It's that demand is needed because of those services that are there. That's a great way to look at it, too. And I think you tapped into something there when you said about, like, you know, the, that type of bus stop. I think most definitely this kind of goes across the board. There are some things we're going to talk about that are in every district for the most part. Maybe some combat zone won't have some of the everything <laughs> things. But, like, one of those is the NCART. Uh, what does that stand for? The Night City Area Rapid Transport. Regional Transport. Rapid Transport, NCART. Okay. Um, and that's just, you know, it's like their bus, bus system, but it's almost like a monorail bus system probably. I don't know. It's uh, real fast. It's rapid, obviously. And then they have the metro, which is the subway. I imagine Glenn has a lot of both of those going through mm-hmm. in different, different parts of the district maybe. Yeah. Another thing that I would think about is uh, the type of people who are in the Glen, right, that would be inside of a um, important government building. Uh, I imagine you're going to see a lot higher densities of AV4s, um, AV4 landing pads, um, perhaps, uh, you know, air traffic control related to those AV4s. Uh, if you're seeing AV4s in a combat zone, right, they're probably out there to, you know, gun some people down on the monthly cleanup. But up here, it's going to be, you know, uh, a little bit more of a cleaner transport, maybe even just straight up commercial transport being flying in from Beaverville, you know, into work right. or to bringing a court ci- case. Yeah, yeah, bringing city officials in, you know, the, the judges, the lawyers, and the, you know, different people that are running the, the <laughs> yeah, city. Yeah, they ain't getting on the metro. like Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, I can picture uh, also, um, you know, definitely, uh, uh, you know, AV pads and stuff, and maybe some some skyrise buildings in between. I picture that in all of, as you see in the, in the Night City map, it not just broken up into districts, but sections of town. Like how you said, there's the hot zone, which we don't need to break down into sections. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the, where the shit hit the fan, you know, after fourth <laughs> corporate war stuff. And it's just all decaying. And you can imagine what types of buildings are there based on what districts are within that hot zone. But um, there's not a lot of shops and, and things in it. But I, but you do see like the Glen, um, you can name a couple others, but they're all part of like that, that green section of the map, you know? Um, so I picture like in any one of those, and, and even out, you know, in some of the other like orange sec- sections, you know, um, I, I picture, you know, buildings and corporations within that because anywhere in Night City, um, since it's rebuilding, are neo corps and old school corps and everybody's kind of fighting for room. And I, I feel like those can pop up anywhere. Um, just big mega complexes as well, um, just because of need of space. But if there was anywhere that kind of elbowed out, um, some I, I would feel some of the shadier living style stuff, it would be those greener areas, you know, like the Glen and such. Yeah. Um, additional thing to think about in the Glen specifically, and it's not really the Glen specifically, it's more of like all across this kind of urban rebuilding areas, like uh, the type and quality of things you'll see. So you're going to see tons of stuff under construction, right? So if you're holding a set piece in the Glen, uh, think about like maybe there's a bulldozer or a crane or one of these Zarifa, you know, mechanoid giraffe looking moving thing. Those are I think those are so cool. Right. You know, you have a your MacGuffin is maybe stored inside the head of a giant 
loading robot. Um, there's going to be higher, nicer quality functioning. They're not going to be ratty and run down. Um, but also, like within there, uh, you're going to have um, you're going to have private security, lots and lots of it, right? Not just NCPD because um, it's a little bit fancier. And also because of the type of area and the infrastructure that you have, you're going to have uh, mechanical sentry drones. So you're going to have uh, if you're think about how you spec out your op for. Uh, think about that um, you're looking at, uh, you know, like perhaps some mechanical drones with guns on them there that you might not see in a combat zone, right? Because they would get looted instantly. Right. No, most definitely. And, and that's another thing to mention. I feel like, again, all those non-combat zone districts, I picture, you know, an, an overlaying sort of NCPD presence that comes and goes, focusing more on the nicer districts, like Gl like the Glen, for instance. But I also picture each one of those, again, not the combat zone, it's going to be a different ball game, probably gangs and shit, but I picture all these other districts, they have their own sort of district PD or security, as well as individual corporations or things that might be there, have their own security, like maybe in the Glen, uh, you know, if you're a player and you're walking down a street, yeah, you might see NCPD coming through, just checking on the city in general, but you might also see like the Glen PD or security kind of w doing a walk beater on bike, cy cyber bikes or something, I don't know. And then when you're going to the courthouse, there might be private sort of courthouse or city official security, I would imagine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And same with the corporations that might be there. You know, they're going to have their own private security or guards or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a place you don't want to uh, do anything too illegal, too open. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And like Zeppi says, he's he's here in, in the chat. He's one of a, a fellow GM as well, uh, part of the team over there at Cyberpunk Uncensored as well, helping... Uh, with that community, but he says the corpse funds so much development in the Glen. I always narrate it as under constant construction, like Falcon mentioned. I always weave in the idea that when corpos pay uh, for your police presence, uh, they probably own your police and your government. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Oh, for sure. It's almost like that's a recurring thing in si Steam and Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, Crazy. And that's definitely something, you know, what I love about Red Exclusive is there is this constant, like, construction, rebuilding. Like I said, that, that sort of uh, all the corpse versus neocorps and neocorps versus neocorps. Like, it's just everyone's elbowing for a spot and a place to build up and become a mega power or whatever, you know. And it's not just the corporations. It's everybody and it's edge runners and it's, I don't know, it just feels like... Um, you know, just a, it's just a rebirth of a city, and it's a bit more cutthroat because of that, in my mind. Um, this is slight, slight uh, digression from the specific topic, but one of the things all of us former Shadowrun people talk about is that one of the beautiful parts of Cyberpunk Red in particular is that it doesn't have the post-9-11 surveillance state brainworms that mm -hmm. Shadowrun does, um, and is and it gets to be much more much more gritty because of that. Um, you get to be more punk. You don't have to have your face covered. You can have swag and be cool. Right. But it also allows the corporations to punch down much more ruthlessly because the only oh, yeah. thing they're scared of is a good media, right? Exactly. So it's less about subtle and more <laughs> about wielding power efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, and so it uh, that that grittiness within within cyberpunk, I think, is one of the parts that makes it really cool and really appealing and allows you to do the punk part of it rather than just the uh cyberpunk cyber part Ooh. as well as the layered in post post it's almost post post apocalyptic right right yeah, like the apocalypse it's coming back you know but we're on the upswing exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i think that's um, a, a great way to put it uh, and like uh pw bind here in the chat says uh, a new land of opportunity yeah that's no, definitely 
uh, describing Night City. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think like you're describing when it comes up like that, um, you know, that's that's the whole dynamics of having a reputation in cyberpunk, uh, cyberpunk red especially. But I think that's what's fun about that is that rep can work in both ways. And it's just this, you know, you have that cool stat, you know what I mean? And there's standoffs. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it's not it's not sometimes it's about covering your face, but most of the time it's not. And uh, and you're not worried so much about the police and stuff. They've got other shit to worry about. Um, you know, that's a little a little more dangerous or in the moment, just like trauma team, you know, they're just constantly being mm -hmm. called to other things. But you're worried about like the corporations, the gangs and shit like that coming down on you uh, because of your rep or you showing your face. Um, totally. That's true. what I find like the really fun thing in cyberpunk. And I feel like any part of town, but especially here where you have this high density of police and corporate and all this stuff is you kind of can pick your battles easily because it's like, okay, here's Biotechnica and here's Militech. Well, I'm pissed off at Militech. I'm going to attack them. NCPD doesn't care and Biotechnica doesn't care because I'm not messing with their stuff. So you still only have one that you have to worry about and that's when you can really like Oh yeah, make that I, punch. <laughs> and I, and I want to mention too just a couple other things I feel are kind of across the board in every district that, that I definitely picture in the Glen is like maybe not a laundry map but like a dry cleaning service. You know, and I also picture like in every, every district, not that every district has a big hospital or whatever, but I feel like every district at least has some type of like little clinic or something. If it's not a ripper mm -hmm. dock, like maybe the nicer districts don't have, um, but they at least have like maybe a little clinic or something like that or a private run one by like maybe a med tech or something. I always picture that. Uh, and that goes hand in hand mm -hmm. with like, you know, pharmacy, you know, an oasis station or a local bodega, maybe nicer ones in the Glen, Glen you know, more chain uh, branded, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We uh, we've been on the Glen for a little bit. You want to move on to the yeah. next one? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. Um, so next part is going to be uh, same, uh, same rebuilding urban center, but right next door the university district. Uh, so this slim district on the edge of the combat zones houses the city's only still functioning university. Um, so what do you guys think is uh going to be found there other than well the university? <laughs> well, I still think it's you know it's nice. You know, it's not, again, it's not combat zone, and it's not one of those kind of urban areas where it's just packed with, like, mega complexes and tents and camps and shit, right? We're, we're still in what's considered a nice part of the city, I guess. But it being more university-based, like Biotechnica University is there, and um, what's the other university that's there? Continental or Rockland? Night City. Um, yeah. There's Night City University. The, yeah. Um, so I, I picture because of that. There's probably like, whereas the Glen maybe had nice restaurants, this has more like cafes and like sushi mm -hmm. shop, maybe a dance club, maybe, you know, like catering more to like, I don't know, college students or something along those lines and still having nice stuff. Like I said, I feel mm -hmm. like all those green areas in Night City have some of the similar things, but I feel mm -hmm. like specific to that area would be stuff catering to college students or that age group maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe more more living options than maybe in some of the other green rebuilding areas oh, yeah, you know you got point. the students living nearby or professors or doctors <laughs> you know oh, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't think of that that's a great point to make mm -hmm. is uh not just like apartments and canaps and shit like that but there might be like you know the occasional frat maybe a frat house street nothing but frat houses <laughs> for one of the universe you know like shit like that or like uh, <laughs> low low right budget now. apartments where but where it's like constantly partying you know, yes. shit like that. <laughs> I uh, I actually had a, a frat house set piece uh, in the university district of Gamma Sigma Gamma, and trying to think about like what does um, what does a, a twenty forty five 
frat house look like and imagining like uh the greek letters in neon like crawling across oh the God. room nice. and um the uh, you know outside doing a keg stand on a, a you know a, a flavored a flavored keg of smash right <laughs> um and inside you have uh, somebody who's been tinkering with the net architecture of what was an old residence. So now it's like out there scrolling, you know, insults about other frats on oh, the other yeah. windows or, uh, you know, thinking about like that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I love it. Yes. And you, you just made me think of something else. Uh, reminds me of kind of a thing I feel across the board again in all districts, very night nice city is you're going to see ads everywhere, like hologram yeah. ads, you know, toting by maybe by a drone like their equivalent of like a banner but it's like digital going across the yeah. sky or you know lots of a advertising and marketing but very like futuristic obviously it's all mm -hmm. neons and holograms and shit you know yeah yes. the the other thing in terms of like residential stuff is uh i like the university district to be able to turn it on your head turn some stuff on the head um so like Whenever you think of the the cube hotels, right? They're like super shitty and hyper dense packed, and you can't take a piss without paying the protection money to the ganger down the hall. But that's what dorms are, just without the guy, right. you know, threatening to kill <laughs> yeah. you at the toilet. So, think about like a cube hotel, um, but nicer. That's going to be like a really common dorm style within the university district. Um, so, if you have a set piece that's going to be in the university district that you want to like. Um, run in a residential area imagine that maybe you have to use your student id to get in the front door so that's like security thing number one and there's a ra who's sitting at that desk who uh runs the security you know how might you need to get into that kid's apartment you you know uh you follow somebody in who has an id or you swipe it and wear the hoodie really heavy to get past the board ra who's watching a tv show <laughs> yeah. um, the uh one other thing that I think is going to be a big thing in the university district, I don't see it mentioned anywhere, but I've written it into my night city, so that's what matters, is um, a stadium. Uh, I've just been mm -hmm. calling it Richard yeah. Knight Stadium. Um, you know, combination, basketball, football, whatever uh, future sports uh, that you can think of. Um, I, I just like last week had a UFC set piece, and it was in the nice. university district was where I yeah. put this, like, the stadium. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the arena. And I do feel like even though in the nicer areas, I, you know, I picture combat zone and we'll get there in a moment is more like, you know, you see your weapon store, your armor store, more of that. But I do feel like, you know, these things are everywhere in Night City. There's all kinds of shops and things. So, again, you're going to mm -hmm. see different levels of nightclubs and bars and all that catering to college. But I, I imagine you're also going to see like maybe a gadget shop or a tech shop. Um, there's definitely going to be a clinic there. And maybe even around the university, there might even be like some back alley ripper dock or something. Um, I, I would imagine there's going to be like maybe a strip club maybe even a back alley brothel or something, you know, something college kids know about, only certain ones. Yeah. Um, There's definitely some, like, garage setup deal with some college kids, like, fixing your tech for really cheap, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Probably not great, Don't ask but... them where it's from. And, yeah. in the, and in there, maybe not dry cleaning, but there, you are going to find the laundromat, you know? Because <laughs> it's more, you know, a little bit cheaper option. Yep. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things the chat pointed out is the Biotechnica campus. Like in lore, they talk about hearing strange sounds at night. So if you want to set like a like a you know a, a body horror type set piece, right, where you have like some freaky monster or a, a crazy plant or a, an animal that escaped, right? The yeah. uh, uh, saying it's coming from the Biotechnica is going to be really cool. I would I would think to imagine. Um, you could do a really fun like um animal horror based jack the ripper type thing of like a uh 
cat that can turn itself invisible hunting through uh, the gardens or like it's it's actually hiding in the quad right now and you have to go find it oh, yeah. um no, definitely. I think, and that also leads to since Biotechnica campus is there, you know, you might also find some like independent laboratories and other things there that are maybe subsidiaries or partners of Biotechnica around doing independent class things or testing. Maybe some interesting things there. I also think something that's there in in most districts and GMs can kind of blanket in is there's always going to be like parking garages, parking lots, underground, you know, levels and. Um, uh, maybe some empty lots, like it, in some there might be construction, and other ones there might be an empty one that's just filled with garbage from the district and shit. Or there might be when we talk about services like the metro and the end cart. Um, also think about services like garbage pickup, recycling, and stuff like that. There might be some type of like functioning building for that in each mm -hmm. district and service. Yeah, on the parking, I mean, it'd probably be more a biotechnica campus than Night City, but a university campus would not be what it is without three parking lots that are completely closed off because of construction right. and it is rebuilding <laughs> so you know there's like three perfectly good parking lots blocked off and like one half scaffolding right. somewhere exactly <laughs> so absolutely the uh in in terms of like thinking about the ecosystem that results from it like um especially like on a, a on a on a mundane side and on a criminal side so i'm thinking when i think of university students in university district i'm thinking of um i'm thinking of fake ids right there's going to be places to buy fake ids there's going to be uh ways to get booze illegally that you might not be of age to get there's going to be easy access to drugs um maybe not the super hardcore stuff but it might be a harder location to buy guns right uh, so if you're thinking about like how to flavor your night city in terms of um how do how you want to adjust what vice is available it's probably going to be harder to like get a rocket launcher in the universe in district but yeah. it's going to be really easy to get synth coke like oh yeah well uh, and like pw buying in there in the chat is like pawn shops and and maybe on the more shadier side side of things like some of the things you just mentioned maybe that's where like there's a hidden back room to you know a, a, a tech shop or one of the pawn shops or there's something else or like the the local bodega you know, where you're getting your groceries and shit, but if you know the right password, there's a back room where you can get, you know, some of that other stuff you mentioned. But I definitely like that idea because you're right. It's college town, you know, so you got to think on that level. It's not full combat zone, but it's still got the younger vibe to it and a little, I don't know, more adventurous style people maybe because of that, you know? I also like to think you have, like, you know, maybe kind of like headhunters from other corporations trying to find like the younger kids that are like really up and coming and could, you know, kind of scalp them before they do anything on their own. So that could always oh, yeah. be an easy. So it'd be like, I really need to get into so and so corporation. It's like, hey, there's this guy that like walks around campus trying to find like the best techies. Like maybe he's know something. You yeah, know? maybe uh, you know, in that that district, maybe there's like little re recruiting offices, or maybe a, a particular mega building that's a bunch of independent corporate recruiting offices and stuff that are kind of like that job fair day sort of thing on campus. Yeah. But it's like permanent locations for that. I could totally see that in Night City or a Dark Future. Uh, that's a great mm -hmm. idea. Um, and I see in the chat. I don't want to get too far down before I forget, but I see Gonzo in there which plays our tech in our my wednesday's uh, weekly live stream we do that 6 p.m pacific standard right here um, but he put in there when he's talking about the campus uh, let me see if i can find it also a great place for kidnapping for ransom and blackmail um there was something else he put also a secret society of elites that sacrifice the dreg dregs of society as an initiation <laughs> there you go. that's dark feature <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> that that's actually a. Um, I I I ran a, a thing where there was a group um, that would basically uh, go big game hunting inside of combat zones. So rich people in an AV4 with high powered rifles, um, bagging and tagging, uh, just like people who lived on the street. But I could easily imagine the secret society of elites taking people out on uh, hunting forays. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's. Oh, that'd be such a fun way to start a campaign. It's like your five party members are the ones kidnapped now try and survive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> or, a great idea. Or, or two are in the AV4 and three are on the street. The AV4 gets shot down. All right, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And again, this, um, this district has, you know, end carts, subway, bus, all, all those typical services like mentioned before. One of the things we actually haven't mentioned that are going to be pretty common in these areas is going to be your, um, your uh, ziggurat data pool. Uh, oh, yeah. the big data God, why is it escaping my name uh, data uh, term data term there we go yeah. um they're going to be much higher quality in these areas um you know you're still going to have your your big access points uh but they're probably going to be much better maintained they less very bu- likely less bullet holes less bullet holes <laughs> less gangers who've built up a turf around them and charge <laughs> you to get access to them uh oh, yeah. <laughs> most mostly um uh, so that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, it's actually my very favorite set piece for combat battle maps because anywhere I can go, it's like oh, it's on a street. Cool, boom, heavy cover, hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Um, and I can just set people around it. Um, so that's a that's a pretty easy and one. Probably uh, being at you know the college student level, and not that this couldn't be anywhere, but I imagine some like brain you know brain dance arcades or general VRAR arcades, and I don't know you know maybe some gaming and fun things, just like you mentioned the stadium. I picture if it's not a stadium, it's some huge like indoor stadium, auditorium, concert hall conversion or something that could be all those things. But lots of entertaining things there, I think, probably. Concert the, halls, uh, little concert venues and shit, you know. And when you're being inspired for cyberpunk, one of the things I like to do is to take completely normal things and imagine what is the most possible dystopian version of that and then put it in as completely normal. And so... Um, <laughs> Uh, it's Zeppi in the chat mentioned that uh, you know students who can't pay for the tuitions usually end up signing up for biotechnica studies to make the extra scratch. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Along with stuff like that, imagine I can imagine just like building after building of student loans that are taking mm-hmm. all sorts of random shit as collateral that you're willing to offer. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, sure, we'll we'll pay for university. Sign up for half your lifetime earnings or oh, yeah. um, your actual arm or uh, we take payment in your siblings or. Um, whatever. Like yeah, like that that movie was it the Repo Men Opera. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know it's similar to that. Like taking out the loans, but they'll come and fucking take, like you said, an organ or an yeah. arm as payment yeah. if they need to. You know. <laughs> University future farmers. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Sell stock <laughs> in me. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, does anyone have anything else in university? Or we can no. Let's move, move on because to... let's also not you know as we go too if other things pop into mind that should be in all districts or we need to mention from previous let's just do it you know it's super casual so let's let's keep it moving i like that cool all right um so the next one is going to be little europe uh, so little europe is a divided district composed of closely knit neighborhoods made up of old brick buildings and tall sky- skyscrapers alike uh yeah, little is... europe is it a... go ahead rob sorry no i was gonna say yeah d- very corporate to me like lot, lots of buildings that's like the home of uh you know danger girl and a bunch of other you know, set lore sort of uh, 
um, corporations and neocorps and stuff. So I, I, I keep it with that vibe totally. Almost like the Glen is more like city official style buildings, and this is very corporate. And again, not that corporate buildings aren't everywhere, because they are, um, but I feel like that's more focused. Uh, we did a recent uh, session. The team is still in it. This Wednesday, they're invading the, uh, the server room of a neocorp I invented called Source. And they basically, uh, by any means, source things for people. You know? <laughs> but uh, but that their their big building is right there across the street from Danger Girl, actually. But um, but again, I picture you know all kinds of typical services that we've been mentioning in the past couple districts because it is kind of part of that nicer area of the city. Um, but again, nice restaurants, probably nicer dance clubs, less university party style. Obviously, a little more upper class version and catering more to like the execs. I would imagine, right? Yeah. What do you guys um, think? So the one thing the, that I've like injected into Little Europe and uh, is I tend to think of it as much more of uh, or a, a large portion of ethnic neighborhoods that are cloistered together. Think how you um, how you normally see like a Chinatown. Uh, if you're from you know San Francisco, you know, it has like a gate that emphasizes you're now in Chinatown. Think about that, but um, about Little Italy or about. Uh, you know, there's the Russian neighborhood or, you know, the Slovenian neighborhood or whatever like that, all contained within this, like, patchwork. And in between this patchwork of little neighborhoods uh, or even parts of skyscrapers is going to be then, um, like, that corporate portion that Rob was talking about. So one of the things I like to think about in Little Europe is, like, uh, that's where I'm going to have my meeting with, like, my super like, um, archetypical Italian mob boss sitting in his, you know, Italian restaurant uh, with the mafia folks like I, I'm going to put that in little Europe or like a, uh, I think Renegade mentioned like cafes, restaurants, uh, you know, cute little red and whites patterned uh, uh, street side cafe type thing. Uh, that's you can if you if you need like a, an ethnic gang um, or an ethnic uh, uh, syndicate, uh, it's European based. I think it's an easy sell to put it in uh, little Europe. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Little Italy, like, I, I just imagine Little Italy in New York, which is the same, like, red brick buildings, like, all the, and then you still have the skyscrapers and all of that, and so that's when I kind of think of it, and so it's hard to picture anything but, like, those little bodegas and those little cafes, and you have your big corporate office, and you have all these. I could see maybe there being some sort of because it's right there on the bay and it's like kind of towards Moro Rock more, maybe more shipping access, especially with like the construction about to happen or already starting in 2045. Is it already starting oh, yeah. in 2045? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of some some transport and stuff for that. Oh, more definitely. inland as well. And Gonzo yeah. in the chat says like Little Europe could also have gentrification aspects where like old neighborhoods, like you mentioned Lobster, is, you know, mm-hmm. clash with uh, neocorp retailers and such. And I love that idea. I really like that idea, you know, because the city's already kind of built in districts and you have, you know, like Little Europe and Japantown, Little China and all these things. But um, but I like Little Europe kind of having many European aspects to it, you know, and like broken up little cultures or parts of towns or whatever. Um, that's really cool, but I love the uh, the clash idea because it is very corporate heavy. Lots of neo corp mm-hmm. buildings and shit there. And then, like you said, Taylor, there's the, you know, it is right there. Like, let's not forget, all all these have access to water. All these edge edge districts and most of the districts, mm-hmm. other than the center, because even on the other side, you got that little intercoastal 
on the map, even if yeah, you're in Japantown and other filler. combat. Yeah, so I feel like all these districts, when you go on the edge, are going to have docks. Now, whether they're nicer and upkept and they're dealing with import-export of, like, registered, like, all, everything has certificates and filed with the city and done right, or maybe it's a little shadier dock and, like, you know, it's where, you know, the pirates come and go and shit, not the corporate nom- hired nomads do transport. You know what I mean? I figured different mm-hmm. levels. But let's not forget, you know, you, you, you reminded me, well, all these districts touch water, so there is that aspect mm-hmm. when you get on the edges. What yeah, and think- that could super play into it, too, because, yeah, you could think, like, South Night City, because it's a combat zone, could be a little shadier, but then probably in on that inlet, like, it's probably real gross up in there, and so right. then, like, it's a whole other level of shady. <laughs> on a bad day, you know, the wind hits right, and, you know, that wa- wafts that air <laughs> into the part of the district the where you're just smelling it, like, you know, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Literally, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's the, uh, up, Cyber Smiley in chat? I uh, love Cyber Smiley. We've done a bunch of interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs a great website. Everyone should check that out. But yeah, thanks, Cyber Smiley. Just subscribed with Prime Gaming. Really appreciate that shit. Uh, nice. The uh, One of the cool things that Little Europe has as a spot that uh, a lot of other districts don't is it has one of the high-security monorails to the corporate district. Um, oh. So Watson, the Watson development and Little Europe, uh, the Glen and the... Um, and uh, has that high security monorail that comes through. So if you want a place of like, uh, where might you extract a like corporate citizen on their way to some corporate area, that's going to be like a, an interesting canonical transit point between where they leave their safe bubble and where they're about to go to work um, mm-hmm. as an option. Well, that's so. a great point to make because you've got, you know, buses and metro and shit here. And then you've got, you know, like, uh, your private cabs and limo services that you also might see in these areas, but then you've got that sort of uh, monorail Ultra high-class monorail that goes, yeah. you know, it's going to be great. bulletproof and it's going to be fancy and high-class and have fancy treats on it. And it's a fun place for a cool set piece if you want to do like a like a corporate, uh, a very ultra-corporate luxury type of thing in a public transit setting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and uh, Gonzo just mentioned too, he's talking with other people in the chat, and I love that everyone's got great ideas and, and even mentioned 2020 and such but like uh, gonzo said to method um one good thing about red is there's lots of room to interpret and make night city your own and fit your needs mm-hmm. and it's so true because it's it's the time of red everything's upcoming rebuilding everything's under construction and we know where it came from we know where it ends up in 2077 but there's such a gap there and there's so much like post post apocalyptic i guess we'll call it but <laughs> that rebuilding sort of aspect leaves it greatly open to interpretation and, and like uh, Gonzo Eric said who again is coupler in our ongoing uh, live gameplay uh, it's it's totally open up to GM discretion and you can make it your own and I think that's great mm-hmm. yeah. one thing Rob also mentioned is like the Danger Girl headquarters is in Little Europe um, but also in Little Europe is the, uh, the regional headquarters for Continental Brands and they have the biggest Oasis Mart in town there so if you want like a crazy cool shopping spree set piece like that would be one where you could do one um, I have uh, didn't get to run it, uh, but want to uh, but want to run a um, Black Friday at an Oasis, and, and yeah, I put it in Little Europe. Uh, yes, so that's a great. And you just reminded me too. Like I, I did a whole, you know, I do the crash course uh, videos, the whole mm-hmm. tutorial series on Cyberpunk Red, up to like almost thirty videos now. Got more in the pipeline here that I'm going to be posting. But uh, one thing, one I did on Oasis's bodegas and Vendit machines. I forgot to mention Vendits. 
Uh, just like data terms, I picture Vendits on almost every block or corner. They can be anywhere. They have their own independent power source, so they can literally be anywhere. They have, they're so thick and defensive. Uh, you know, they all have built-in, like, uh, flamethrowers and shit. Like, <laughs> they're just awesome. So I picture those on corners, too, and they can uh, make a great place, to, you know, thing to hide behind, like, a data term. But just remember that they do have that defense and shit. If it starts taking bullets because you're hiding behind it, it might turn on you being mm-hmm. right there. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be there as well. And I'm glad you mentioned about the uh, the mega Oasis or whatever because um, mm-hmm. it's true. You know, Oasis, I always picture like those, I don't know, corner store 7-Eleven. It's not the bodega. It's a step up. It's like a chain, you know. But in that mega one, yeah, it's going to be like that, I don't know, mega Walmart or something maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's huge, you know. <laughs> yeah. The um, So let's see. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next yeah. location we can bounce around. Um, so the uh, next up is the Upper Marina, um, bustling urban district with a mix of old industrial and gentrified international style neighborhoods built around a well-maintained marina. Um, so for me, Upper Marina is truly about the marina itself. Um, when I'm thinking about Upper Marina, I'm thinking about the entire ecosystem that gets built around a well-maintained semi-luxury marina. Um, so what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. I mean, same. I feel like on the lines we've been talking about, like higher, higher end restaurants, cafes, kind of thing. A little more there. Um, I mean, definitely boating supply. You know, actual like, you know, go to the beach, go buy stuff for your boat, kind of places. But also maybe like charters. You know, charter a boat if you need to get out there for some reason would be the place to go. Yeah, and definitely some like some shops or warehouses, mm-hmm. like some import export warehouses where, you know, uh, GM could make uh, multiples and each one deals in different types of goods or textiles or things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I bet you could find some more rare things, you know, things not made in Night City. More oh, of those, yeah. like you said, like kind of imports, like some special kind of wool that only <laughs> comes from like Oregon, and now like here it is, you know, or something from overseas, like. You could probably find more interesting yeah. things, or stop and steal before it gets where it's supposed to be. Interesting yeah, exactly. things. <laughs> no. With the with the implication of like any transit hub, um, what I think about is now you have nomads. So what now you're going to have uh, you know the the sea based nomads here. So uh, along with like the night city inhabitants, now you're going to have kind of the undercurrent of an infrastructure for nomads and uh, where they want to live and nomad bars and. Um, you know, things for sailors along with like the high level of what people see that they benefit from the marina. So um, mm. you could, uh, you could experience um, any, anything from like, you know, uh, finding a nomad bar that's looking to hire runners to, or edge runners to, um, to get their boat back from pirates. Right. Or you're going to be using that underground network to figure out when the next shipping, uh, shipping container is coming out from, uh, you know, some corp, uh, so you can go steal that, and because the nomads really want the boat itself. Exactly. No, and I see. I just want to chime in before the chat keeps going, but I see like Gonzo and uh, Renegade. And, uh, well, first Renegade mentions also uh, McCartney's Field Stadium is there. It's a good point to make. Um, but uh, Gonzo says lots of warehouses and illicit goods and lots of chance for modern pirates. Um, Eric one thirty eight says smuggling, black markets, shipping, and human trafficking. I, I will say I got to disagree with both of those. Um, I think, yeah, you might find something hidden there that deals with something like that. But I think there it's going to be, um, like Lobster said, like 
Taylor said, a little more upper class in, in this marina area in the sense of, uh, you know, corporate funded nomads dealing with transport and such. I think you might find some of that shit because let's face it, anywhere in Night City shit goes down. But I think a majority of those types of illicit good warehouses, uh, pirate uh, exporting, human trafficking, black market smuggling, all that shit, you're going to find on, like we said, the water edges of maybe some of those combat zones, like maybe some docks over there in South Night City, and we can get away with it a little easier. When you do it over here, you're going to be competing with nomads that are hired by actual corporations. But that's not to say that people aren't getting paid and things don't happen under the table and behind closed doors and shit like that. So I do agree somewhat, but me personally, I would put a majority of that shit on some docks over Mm -hmm. in the combat zone versus in in the marina. Here you have like smuggling and stuff but it's real high end and by someone with a big purse that can cover it up (laughs) that's funny you said that renegade just said smuggling will be uh more luxury goods that's funny both of you just kind of said that right when he did that in chat you you said that's funny that's (laughs) good saying even the luxury can be illegal real real easy (laughs) the um anything else on upper marina i think it's i think no i was just gonna say too at, at the very end just so anybody watching I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, blaze down uh, this pseudo, at least prototype list that I have and give a bunch of just random things and locations that I have just in case I missed some things or we didn't cover some things. And that'll be just like a, a fun little resource for GMs, give you just, I don't know, more brain food that you can throw into your game just to spice up different blocks and parts of the city. But I'm good with the, with this. Again, I think it's going to have some of the basics, you know, some of the, the general transportation things and service things that we've already mentioned. Um, it's going to have its own police department or at least local districts, some security. Um, but uh, again, being more dock and marina based, yeah, I could totally see mm-hmm. things catering to nomads, like some bars like that, some coffin hotels or quick overstays, uh, maybe some tech shops that deal with like sea vehicle fixing and repairs and parts, um, shit like mm-hmm. that, definitely. You can also think too, like right there between the upper marina and little Europe, you have like the major thoroughway to get off of this little peninsula and back kind of into mainland that you can kind of play with there of like here's this main road and also where all the ships are going to have to go to and from so you have more traffic jam kind of area instead of a specific good you can always kind of play into that as well of like if you need to stop someone real quick here's a good spot before they get in or out of town or that's so true whatever and again, here, even though a n- nicer area, I think catering to the nomad and the dock life and import-export, I think there's definitely going to be some, like, maybe not just bars, but maybe, like, a nightclub, but m- more biker dance instead of, like, college student dance or upper class. And then maybe even, like, a strip club or, like, uh, some type mm-hmm. of brothel or something along those lines, you know, dealing with the, the wary traveler that's in town uh, for a few days before he or she goes back out on sea for a month or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've got, I mean, if you're playing into lore, you have the afterlife here. So oh, yeah, there's right. like the, the no, lore. <laughs> yeah, all lore in Cyberpunk Red is here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like I said, you know, we're not, anybody in chat and me watching, we're not discounting any of that. We're just trying to cover other things too to just add to Night City and give mm-hmm. you even more ideas of places, things, and services that you might see. But yeah, it's a good point to make that that's there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um. All right, so the next one is going to be the Watson development. This is actually one of my favorite of these zones. Uh, it's a developing district where mega buildings and arcologies are being built to house thousands of homeless from the war. Much of Night City's Asian population has moved to the Watson neighborhood, collectively known as Kabuki. Um, and this is where like uh, News Fifty Four, News Network Fifty Four is, and uh, shit like that, right? So there's like I, I picture like there's still some big 
corporate stuff, but there's those big mega complex, like uh, almost their own ecosystem apartment complex built in places as well, correct? Uh, in the Watson area, it's Petrochem and Sovoil and Trauma Team Tower. I don't think the. Uh... Oh, okay, maybe I'm I'm thinking of uh, Haywood. I'm not sure. Yeah. So the the things that's highlighted in the book for Watson is going to be City Police Precinct Number Three, which is uh, you know really large and well armed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Petrochem offices for the West Coast. Um, across the street from the Savoyle offices, which is going to be a cool set piece if you want to do like the rival corp war going back and forth um, between those two that ever is there. Uh, and then Trauma Team Tower. Um, so that's going to uh, give you a lot of access to uh, Trauma Team AV4s and the biggest hospital in town is going to be Trauma Team Tower. Um, the, the other thing that I think is really unique about this is that uh this is where they really talk about the megastructure warrens right so on if you're you know rolling up your character from the uh uh or rolling up your character backstory and they talk about uh you know a homeless child in the mega city warrens um this is really the type of thing that they're referring to and uh you're talking about enormously large buildings that are hyper dense um, that I like to imagine as a mo you know a modern Kowloon walled city, right? That's the type of thing to to think about. Um, and if you really want like insight into how this works, there's a whole bunch of documentaries on YouTube of people inside the Kowloon walled city that give you a ton of insight into like how grimy and how condensed and packed. And um, one of my favorite things that is real, but it gives huge cyberpunk vibes uh, from Kowloon walled city uh, is a room that is basically just built out of uh, like a regular sized room that's been divided into chain link cages that are <laughs> like five feet long and three by three and each one is a person's room that they've set a mattress on so there's like 20 dudes in cages in this room that they lock because that's where they live in inside this hyper dense uh, that's the type of vibe I think that oh, yeah. you should really try and communicate which is like these were built to house homeless people and they started off nice, but as they got more and more packed, they just started jamming 10 people to a room and uh, people scrapping to survive. Yeah, I used a, a, yeah. an actual picture of one of those in one of my campaigns where I showed it as like the, the outside of this mega complex that they were putting on an event. And it was mm -hmm. just had its own, you know, whole, whole uh, ecosystem and living uh, uh, society within it, you know. But it's funny, as you were talking about that, when you first started saying it, that's exactly what... Gonzo posted in there is Hong Kong and uh, Kowloon are some of the good examples of what Watson could look like. Mm -hmm. um, so true. Oh, that's another good one. Um, Mega City One in Dread, right? That's a good inspiration oh, yeah, for kind of what you're going to find. Yeah, Renegade. Um, and uh, you could easily do like the, the Mega City One climb from or like the raid if you've seen that. Those are both like things that translate really good to, uh, you know, a solo heavy. Uh, edge runner experience right like you got to get to the top of the gang tower and there's a bunch of faceless goons in front of you and you're just going to grind through them to get to your bad guy um, yeah. and i think because of that you know even though these have their own like societies built in and everything that you need within them they're they're that big and they're that self-contained or sufficient i guess you could say mm -hmm. there's still and, and then you still have you know the corporations around and, and things there's still gonna be things that people need on that level so it's not again I, I don't picture that area having like super nice restaurants night nightclubs things like that but you're definitely gonna see like lots of 
tent and temporary things built up and some lower level kind of dive bars i would i would think um, you're definitely going to see some like uh back alley brothels or clinics and maybe a ripper dock here and there you know set up whether mm-hmm. it be in a tent or shanty town sort of set up you know but then it's also going to be clashing with those big corporation buildings that are trying to set up and establish and take over the area maybe some warehouses and shit also in there but um but basic service things for masses of people so whether it be like a shitty laundry matter things outside of these mega complexes there's also going to be like kibble stands and like you know mm-hmm. the equivalent of fast food or lower level food sources and like mm-hmm. coffin you know pillbox sort of motel setups and shit like that i imagine mm-hmm. and definitely oh. bodegas vendits mm-hmm. you know all that yeah so i even picture more um kind of like street side market kind of setups you know people literally just out there selling what they can trading you know techies looking for a buck that have learned to make amazing things out of just the junk around here you know just interesting things just almost almost night market-esque but a little more on the level you know oh yeah that's what uh renegade was just saying a snack bar food trucks shit like that Mm -hmm. like you said you know Mm -hmm. just quick setup and then um yeah maybe like a pharmacy like i like i was saying with the clinic and shit like that and um and then, yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, because it's being read, it sparked me thinking of like a scavenger sort of shop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe not necessarily like city garbage recycling, but like straight up scavenger sort of shop where it's like uh, uh, even lower than a pawn shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but in areas like, like whatever he's got, he's got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> our favorite source things, you know? Yeah. Our favorite NPC in our campaign is a scavenger that does that exact thing for that. And he's just like, <laughs> whatever I got, I got. Here you go. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go with it but i feel like you could also even maybe you know rope in some sort of nomad aspect here of like someone somewhere got the guy to do some transport in and out of town for some of those things that they're just struggling to get or something you know you have a really good fixer for that area that's like managed to rope you some stuff so there you could always kind of in and out traveling or something oh yeah and this always feels like you know, ju- just a step up from combat zone. Because, you know, combat zone still has buildings, mm-hmm. corporations, apartment buildings. You know, people live there, you know. Yeah. But, um, but it's a step up in the sense that, it, you, you know, NCPD is still going to come through these areas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, there's still going to be, like, district security, even though some parts might be protected by gang- booster gangs or poser gangs, because you know, it, it is on that level. It's a little lower than the Glen and little Europe and nicer areas. But again, step up from combat zone, but still kind mm-hmm. of desperate and fucked up, you know, lots of pickpockets and desperate situations there, you know. And I don't want to get too much into the types of people and stuff. Let's, I want to focus, Rob. Let's keep this on locations, <laughs> things, and services, damn mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so speaking yeah, and then with... Go ahead. Oh, go on. Oh, I was, saying, I was just say just on that kind of, you have those corporations there, you know, you could, again, like we kind of talked about with the Glen, have that very direct line of like here is their security doing this area and they've got a couple of like things for their employees and then a block past that good luck right <laughs> for for uh watson whenever i think you know so this is primarily built to intentionally house homeless people and, and specifically there's going to be a large asian you know american population in this uh, in this thing and so what kind of necessitates that um, in terms of services? I like to imagine soup kitchens, right? It's going to be easy for corps to drum up some good media availability by running a soup kitchen in one of these places. Yeah. Um, you're going to have uh, 
probably not only clinics like Rob mentioned, but free clinics, right, for the same thing. Like maybe Trauma Team runs a free clinic because it's right next door to their headquarters uh, to make them look good. And they make sure to have a live stream going 24-7 so you can see how wonderful and awesome they are about helping people. Uh, even though they're charging them, you know, 500 eddies to clean them up off the street when they run them over with their own AV4. Like, uh, the other things that, like, homeless communities uh, are going to have, um, there's going to be lots of lots of small gangs um, that are not really a gang, but, you know, communities trying to get by, right? So uh, if you're in that spot, think about maybe how you want to navigate the, the different cultures. There might be entire networks of different cultures, Um all cloistered off into their own little sections. Uh, I like to imagine, think of an apartment complex, but what if you just randomly blew out like every 10th wall? Suddenly now, like you have different ways to navigate this warren uh, as it's decayed over time. So you can make oh, yeah. cool shaped maps uh, if you want to navigate through them. Just take an apartment complex and just like X out handfuls of walls and put a barrier somewhere. Oh yeah, and um, the other <laughs> thing you made me think of because of the, you know, the homeless population and the services that might be there and this kind of Across the board, I would picture this kind of in the university areas, like a temp job service where like maybe by the universities that college students can get tested on or work in a warehouse or do some assembly shit right on, on a assembly line or something along those. But maybe over here, um, it's temp services or like what's considered day labor. You're hitting construction sites or city zones to just like dig and shovel out and vacuum out sludge built up from like mm-hmm. red rains and, you know, toxic blood rains and shit, you know. Uh, so day, day services, temp services, and job finding sort of services might be there. Little nook and cranny shops where you can go and do that. Recruitment uh, places for different uh, security and uh, military divisions and, and things like that. Um, that could definitely be there. Yeah, NCPD um, recruiting people for the really shitty jobs right. that have you know the, that have lifespans measured in weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll give you a badge and a gun. You just got to go in there and scout five people in the combat zone for us, and then you get a real job. Uh, so, the uh, all right, we have uh, we've hung around on Watson for a while. Um, you guys have anything else before we move on? No, no. Yeah, let's move it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up is a place I haven't run any games in, but I'm itching to, and that's the NorCal military base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the NorCal military base is a heavily fortified military base north of Night City, staffed primarily by Militech soldiers. It's mostly shut off from the rest of the city. Well, there, so, Yeah, I honestly not... kind of forget it exists all the time. <laughs> and then I look at the map, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the only time that that's going to come into play really is if it's Militech-centric campaign that involves it specifically. Or if, like, players travel that far up to get involved. But again, I think that's just going to be a GM describing this huge secure wall. You can't see what's in unless mm-hmm. you can find a way to break in, which is going to be nearly impossible. But let's say for some reason you do find your way in. I picture it just like any sort of military base today, but more futuristic, more secure. Yeah. Um, especially with what happened in Night City and all that. I imagine Militech is going to be, you know, especially secure and... Um, I don't know, confined the way it's kind of described, you know? But there's also going to be uh, things to live there, I imagine. They're going to have their own, you know, like mini campus and living court, maybe a little, their own little mega complex within it or something uh, uh, on the other side of that wall, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be, like, fully self-sustainable. Like, mm-hmm. they would have their restaurants, they would have their stores, they would have their everything to where the, if you didn't have to leave the base, you don't have to leave the base. <laughs> Because exactly. it's probably a security risk to do it. So right, and this is Thinking this is Night City. Like I said, after Fourth Corps, it's going to be 
you know, extra secure and probably paranoid mm -hmm. on who's coming and going and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. When you think about, like, military operational security like that, one of the things to think about is, like, uh, just like Taylor said, they'll have all of that, but they're also going to have their own infrastructure, right? There's probably going to be a power plant. They're probably mm -hmm. going to have their own sewage treatment, probably their own water purification since they're on the water because they don't want to be dependent on Night City. Mm -hmm. um, likely their own garbage disposal. Um, they're going to ha obviously have their own medical facilities. Go ahead, bro. Maybe, I was going to say maybe even some like mini contracted partnerships or something with divisions of Petrochem or Biotechnica or certain things or like Continental Brands to supply certain things that maybe they're not manufacturing or <laughs> doing in-house. You know, because this is red, it's hard to get and, and supply and manufacture everything you know mm -hmm. um, but no i love that i think it's definitely that type of situation you know you're not going to see much but if you can get in it's going to be its own little world or whatever but mil you know all secure and military based obviously for gms out there when you have your player bitching about that they want their own malorian arms that they're out they want their own helix make them break into the military base that's where you're <laughs> gonna get it, get it. Yeah. yeah good luck <laughs> yeah, you want you want to go get the cool shit? All right, well, it's behind you know twenty five feet of concrete and about seventy five spider drones with miniguns. You Good have luck. a backup yeah. character sheet done, right? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I really like the military base for is the kind of the logical like, well, where are all the big weapons coming from? It's like, well, there's probably at least one shady quartermaster having stuff fall off trucks, right? So. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we didn't have that much, but anyone want to touch more on North Carolina? No, 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 we bases? can move on. I see Gonzo in the chat, and he's he's was in the military, he says, but military bases aren't hard to break into. Maybe now, um, like I said, I think it's a different situation when it comes to Militech and everything that went down and being in Night City. But um, And then he ended with, you know, just remember military grade means lowest bidder. That is kind of a good point to be made there, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, you're going to have both ends of the spectrum. But, yeah, let's move on. Uh, what's the next okay. district? Um, so the next one is uh, going to be super fast, but it's Moro Rock. Uh, okay. So yeah. Moro Rock is the basically a gigantic construction site for the uh, the upcoming orbital mass driver. Um, and so, uh, for those who don't know, orbital mass driver is going to be how you launch stuff into space. Um, and so this is a just a monstrous construction site, um, but it's kind of also a big playground. Um, so what do you guys think you might find in there? Um, I think lots of nightclubs, apartment buildings, um, high-class restaurants. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you guys were going to be like, what kind like, of moral rocks do you have? This? That's yeah. <laughs> I was like, we'll go okay. there. <laughs> no, I think it's like you said. It's, it's, under, it's, mm -hmm. it's heading to what it's going to fully become. So it's just kind of, I would imagine, pretty secure, discreet construction going on. And, and uh, you know, not, not much to the public there right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. One of, one of the cool things I think that you could find at Moro Rock that you wouldn't be able to find somewhere else is rocket scientists, right? So if you wanted a cool set piece where you like wanted to find uh, a rocket scientist or maybe like a crazy uh, chemical that was used in you know launching stuff into space or um, a contractor who specializes in, in deep solid rock digging equipment, Moro Rock is going to be yeah. the type of place where you can do like a, a cool deep dive um, like that. Uh, another one that I've contemplated but haven't gotten to run yet was the uh, Moro Rock general contractor hiring edge runners because they just found out that there's shit deep down in the bottom of the hole they're drilling, and if they let people know, they're going to get their permit revoked. So they need uh, 
a bunch of people who if they die in the hole they can just send more people after who won't tell anybody <laughs> uh, and that's you could do like a cool cave crawl like in the bottom down there maybe Moro Rock um, has a smuggler's tunnel that goes into like Night that. City right from from like the pirate area and now they just discovered like oh shit the yaks have been doing this uh, yeah, I love and that. the Yakuza very much do not want this job to finish and I really want it to you know how do you navigate that so you could do oh, something awesome. fun there and Gonzo um, said lots of dead day laborers too that did day labor signups over there from the uh, homeless district area of Watson and they made their way over here and died while working mm-hmm. on the rock so yep yeah lots on. of nomads yeah cool. yeah that mm-hmm. probably makes sense too but yeah that's kind of under construction but yeah let's get to the next district uh, the so the last one for the rebuilding urban zones and it looks like we're gonna push over time but um, maybe fine. we can skip around some. Well, the other thing uh, too is a lot of the combats. I think uh, the combat zones are gonna be very similar. We can kind of bunch all those together, and maybe drop some specifics based on those. But we can kind of cool. put those. So let's let's nail this one. Yeah. All right. So the last one's Pacific Playground. Um, so this is a largely corporate sponsored district built around the Playland by the Sea Amusement Park, which is in the midst of massive development. Um, so this is a super cool place. You have a theme park, and literally you can do theme park shit in a cyberpunk dystopia, which I think is fantastic. As like a, uh, I mean, you know, gun gunfights on Ferris wheels and um, genetically modified Shamu that you have to go make sure that Biotechnica doesn't give them virus or something like um, all sorts of cool fun stuff. Um, what do y'all think, Taylor? Have you done anything uh-huh. with the? Uh... I haven't gone down there yet. Um, I think I'm mean, just along the amusement park area because it, it's very obviously like a corporate sponsored amusement park. I think you could play like, you know, you know, this could be the beach day episode kind of thing. You know, you go out there and it's just like really silly things. Like it's kind of like duck hunt, but it's like Militech duck hunt. Oh, yeah. and, you know, obviously be more clever than that. But <laughs> <laughs> and it could be like you know, uh, he... no, what are you gonna say? Oh, so you just kind of play, just play off of some silly tropes and have a beach day. Yeah, I like that. It could be kind of vacation style for the team, and then you just turn it into something while you're there, you know, something they have to mm-hmm. do, like uh, whatever. But, yeah, it can be kind of an some off gang day. under the boardwalk. Yeah, that turns into something, <laughs> you know. But I also picture there, because of it being that entertainment vibe of theme park and even corporate-sponsored whatever, but there's probably, again, like the university area, some type of brain dance arcade or game other places not just that main theme park but little surrounding area things like um Mm -hmm. best example for me when i used to live in florida um there's a a part of town where like you go for you know universal studios but going up to there there's all these other little fun things and shops and arcades and whatever just like where disney world is it's this whole mega area but surrounding areas have their own little things there's other theme park Mm -hmm. style things so I imagine there's like this big corporate sponsored one and then maybe there's like little mini things you can get into. And if you know the right people, maybe you even get into some like backdoor gambling room or something crazy like mm-hmm. that. Or like that's something I forgot to mention that maybe some of these have little mini casinos going on, you know, little yeah. district, little district casinos, even if it's not back out, maybe it's out and promoted or it's back alley gambling style. But definitely picture that yeah. over here in this area. Pacifica is where I'm going to think of... Um is is how is where i would treat if if you want to think of a las vegas that's what i would think of right so like i'm gonna think of alongside um playland by the sea amusement park 
just like Rob said, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about with Universal Studios. It's like this big boardwalk, and there's shops and restaurants on either side. Uh, but imagine that bigger and cyberpunk year, and right. there's, uh, you know, you're gonna have, you know, holographic ads flying by and scantily clad, pixelized girls begging you to come to this brothel, and, uh, you know, you're gonna have your upscale casinos here, but you might also have like a, a, a Muay Thai fight rink, you know, like mm-hmm. or. Um, all sorts of other like uh, PWB said it tons of shopping right so this is Mm -hmm. all about like where do corporate people go or where do god forbid if you're vacationing in Night City like a psychopath (laughs) where would you go you would be this is the type of place that you'd be coming to Um, but you lack options you know you say like god forbidding but honestly like out of places to go I guess you would go to that little theme park area there because like mm -hmm. what other options do you have during the time of red in this world where shit has been fucked up not just from fourth corporate war in night city but you know uh, meteors dropped on yeah you. yeah you know what i mean like there's shit everywhere going on it's not exactly like you can be hitting up beautiful areas and shit so readily so um yeah i imagine that is kind of the go-to spot you know if you can afford it and you can take a day and go and try to do something fun i guess you go there mm-hmm. do y'all picture it as more of a because like first thought i was thinking like very kind of like shitty navy pier but now you're talking about it It sounds really fun so you think it's more high-end or y'all think you got a nice mix of like you can go do the ferris world real cheap but you could also spend a bunch of money over here no i think i think a mix i think you're gonna have Mm -hmm. corporate sponsored like you know what it wants to be in that in the main theme park area or whatever but then there might be some surrounding things like let's yeah i think like you put it like vegas style so um, I always picture Night City very much like Vegas. That's why I mentioned like the strip clubs, but the brothel stuff. Like if it if you have the right permitting and shit, you know, you sex sells and you can do that here. I imagine you have the corporate theme park style thing, but next door there is that shitty brothel or that that poker gambling casino room over here where yeah somebody got shot last week or whatever. But yeah, corporate guards at the theme park aren't going to cross the street and help you over there. So, but you know what I mean. Uh, I think it like like you said, Taylor. I think uh, a mix. A little bit of a, a little bit of everything, and you could easily do like um, the Playland by the Sea as as like the super upscale, and then you could do like a shitty Night City Coney Island, literally next door, right? If you want that contrast, well, yeah. great um, example, yeah. great example, yeah. The this is also a place uh, for a set piece that I've wanted to do, um, which is the uh, the Disney brand integrity squad. Uh, which is people, uh, Disney's corporate enforcers who still exist, who run around and hunt people who might infringe upon the brand. Uh, <laughs> you might you might run into like some crazy corporate you know hit squad trying to kill you for selling knockoff goof- goofy merchandise. Like that would be in this area. Oh. Um, yeah. The uh, PWB reminded me of that about playing a Disney exec. I've been trying to kill my players with a Disney hit squad for a while now because it would be hilarious. That's funny. Um, yeah, you said Mackie Mouse. <laughs> all right um do you guys have anything more in pacifica otherwise we can move on to like the next big thing no, no no nothing nothing more to add and again i think you know there's a lot of crossover so you know if anybody watching listening whether live stream archived version if there's things we don't mention specific to districts you know a lot of these things can cross over and there's a lot of there's just so much more that can be there we're just trying to give some ideas you know because here i definitely feel like a lot of construction oh it's yeah like the edge of town this one for summer feels like the most rebuilding it's like yeah you have this fun thing but it's so much construction the rest of the place and that being said if you know the right uh, fixer to a mob boss maybe it's a place to hide a body inside of some of the construction or inside of a pillar or something you know Uh, but yeah let's move on let's get to the let's 
keep, keep last, last thing, just the run concept of the idea that you need to hide a body, but the guy is paying you to bury it inside of the concrete of the giant goofy statue going up. Because oh, yeah. he wants to see it every day he goes to work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how do you sneak it in? Um, okay, uh, so the next one, uh, we're actually going to move on to like the next big section, combat zones. Um, so combat zones are everybody's favorite. Um, and uh, combat zones, uh, gangs are the absolute rulers of combat zones, moving between the slums, the tenements, the ruins of abandoned city blocks. The gangs that are allies carve up turf, control the limited resources, and kill anyone or anything that gets in the way. There's no reconstruction going on in combat zones, although sometimes corporate or city lawmen drop down on the area like a ton of pharaoh bricks and start killing gangers wholesale. Frost in the city likens to trimming back kudzu. I love that description. Um, so inside combat zones, we've got the four big ones, um, Old Japan Town, Little China, the Old Combat Zone, and South Night City. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it'd be kind of cool if we do this. Let's each of us talk about, and chat as well, you know, anybody in chat has ideas, general things you'll see across the board, any of these districts in the combat zone, any of these four districts, you're going to see these types of things and places and all this because it's combat zone. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe some specifics if any of us have something to add to a specific district that's combat zone. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, but, but first and foremost, generally speaking, uh, who wants to start it off? Sure. Um, the thing about combat zones is like uh, I like to make sure to really draw the contrast between day and night. Right? Night in combat zone is hell. Daytime is <clears throat> tolerable. Um, maybe not great, but acceptable. But um, so when you're in a combat zone, um, especially if you're like describing what you see, think about something that used to be good and like just a burned out shitty husk with people trying to live on it. When you describe a storefront, um, there shouldn't be any windows in a combat zone, right? They're all gone. Maybe there's boarded up stuff. Um, maybe people have taken an old bunch of cars and piled them in front of a storefront to try and give themselves a semblance of protection. Um, think about uh, when you're describing the area, there's bodies on the street. Nobody's bothered to clean them up. Nobody who's cared has ever lived here, right? Um, this is the gritty, shitty part of cyberpunk that really draws in how cheap life is, how harsh it is, um, where you're going to find, um, you know, this is this is where you can do the free form, incur humanity loss on people by seeing fucked up stuff, right? Like, oh, yeah. uh, and and I think, I think for a lot of, um, for me, this is a lot of fun, like the storytelling aspect of how horrible it is. For a lot of GMs, um, especially if you're coming from like D&D, &D, I don't think people lean in as like to, to real shit. This is your chance to like be the horrific narrator. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I think Renegade, like you said, many ruined buildings and tent markets. I think, you know, people are still living there. So you're gonna see like the, the shitty motel, the, uh, the rundown apartment building, you know, the local bodega, vendor machines, data terms all have bullet wounds. Some of them might not even fucking work. Some, like you said earlier, might be rung by gangs that are running that block. There's no district PD or NCPD coming in through here to save you. Trauma team might fly in if, you, if you've got the, the you're paying for a, a membership with them. You know, they'll come and grab you. But other than that, you know, blocks are protected by the locals. It's either going to be a local booster or poser gang or maybe like an independent little security force of an apartment building where they kind of designated their neighborhood watch people or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of GMs and a lot of games run things like that, which is always fun. You, you make your team of edge runners kind of protecting a neighborhood or a block or a building or the apartment, you know, something like along those lines, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. I like playing uh, with the fixers like that. Where it's oh, a, yeah. like, it's a fixer. Like he still knows things, but it's more to like 
help his little community who's just stuck in this nonsense, you know? Oh yeah. And One and, of the things and Ripper docks and stuff like like mm-hmm. kind of kind of uh, the grittier of the med techs you're gonna find here too. I think any of the roles you're gonna find you're gonna find a mix in the combat zone, but it's gonna be the combat zone version of that role or whatever. You know, it's not the med tech; it's the Ripper dock. You know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, but but yeah, there there people still live there, so you're still gonna see basic uh, you know survival need shops and places that you need to live. Um, but everything's gonna be like you said. You're barely going to see windows. Everything's boarded up. Everything's got bullet holes. You know, there's blood stains and bodies around. It's just, it's a, it's the ghetto of ghettos, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not Bob in the chat. Shout out to another NCS stories team member yeah. um, is uh, talking about um, Chinatown, which is one of my favorite spots as well, because it's a really cool contrast to a lot of the combat zones in that the tiger claws and the triads have really locked down their sections. So you can actually oh, yeah. find these like oases of calm and safety within a combat zone that you wouldn't find anywhere else, but that, that exists in their pocket, you know? Um, but if you want to set piece that's like in a, uh, you could want to do like, you know, culturally interesting or different from like a traditional, you know, California thing. Um, and you want it somewhere dark and gritty, but you don't want to like your characters being shot at right that second. Um, what about a, a meat or a deal or a heist or something that goes down inside of um, one of these protected triad areas or the uh, the yeah the yellow tigers? Yeah, I just did. A, I do a monthly uh, one shot. It's kind of become an ongoing one shot, um, and I got some cool people in there like Steve from Sirenscape, uh, Tarabella Pondsmith, which is Cody's wife, and some other <laughs> fellow GM and Roth and Renegade here is, is on, on that game. But uh, they had to do uh, the Chinese New Year. Uh, he's a fixer, actually. Renegade uh, goes by Gato, a fixer there. His home area is Chinatown. And um, and I incorporated Ling Po, who's that exec who runs the most dangerous division of the triad out of there, runs a back alley brothel, kind of incriminated uh, Billy Bob, the Night City sort of face of Petrochem and shit. So I incorporated a lot of that great lore into that, and I- I'm with you. I love the Chinatown lore, but it also opens up a lot for your own stuff too like I picture like sushi places and cafes like you said it's combat zone but it isn't at, like it's not I don't know I picture it just like Japantown and Little China right I picture both of those um, combat zone but uh, I don't know a little bit nicer of the combat zones if that makes sense How, what do you guys think about that no I'm the same way like our my entire campaign or uh, party they pretty much have posted up in like Japantown and that's where my fixer is and he very much has like a front of a building that looks like this burnout old garage but you walk in and it's like fixer HQ and it's you know he's established sort of thing and so I think you, you can play with that a lot too I like like hiding things in there you know like maybe biotechno is doing something really dirty and they need to use a warehouse and like hire some gang to just keep it looking like that's what i did for one of mine it was just literally they hired some people to look like gang members to make it look like it was normal and they're in there doing some dirty stuff in the warehouse like you can hide things in there too on uh, on ncs right now um the meta plot that's going on is uh, an escalating gang war across the city but it's primarily started between tiger claws and maelstrom um, so there's a lot of like really cool set pieces that are going on in uh, in various combat zones. Um, a lot of it is happening in Little China with like Maelstrom taking shots at uh, and hiring edge runners to participate um, in taking shots at, at uh, triads and um, and uh, tiger claws. And yeah. so 
in in that area if we're thinking about like um, let's say you're doing a tabletop set piece for a combat um, make sure to you can you can do interesting things like uh, make sure to give yourself burned out cars right um, but along with burned out cars uh, just tell your players like oh the buildings next to you uh, they don't have any windows or doors like why not try and flank through a bunch of abandoned screwed up buildings right that might not normally have been navigable um, but you can do that like in a combat zone or uh, the my favorite thing players are taking too long and they're traveling somewhere cool uh, there's a uh, five flaming vehicles covering the, the uh, street in front of you what do you do Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, combat just happened, you know, there's wreckage going up or a construction site issue, you know, or something along those lines. But I definitely feel like, uh, you know, with combat zone and, and, you know, Chinatown, Japantown, and I think uh, it's Renegade who put it in here. And by the way, sh- sh- shout out to Harlem Hale for the subscription. Really appreciate that. I think he's uh, recently joined. I think he's part of our team over there on Cyberpunk Uncensored, too. So, hell yeah. Uh, Renegade, I picture Little China and Japantown as more organized than the rest as they are controlled by organized crime triads the yakuza and tiger claws and shit like that 100 percent agree exactly whereas like the the old combat zone in south night city you know again people do live there in all these kinds of but I, I picture those like the extra gritty the extra fucked up non-stop mm-hmm. combat whereas at least in like little china japantown it's still combat zone but just a step up from that you know mm-hmm. and back to like uh, you know services and stuff here you're not i, I don't picture you're going to get you know Encart, Metro, definitely not Monorail. Uh, maybe, you know, all that. Or maybe there was, like, a Metro and thing, but it's not no longer running through here, but you might be able to go down there and have fun in the tunnels and, and there's an <laughs> adventure there, you know? But mm-hmm. um, but there is Combat Cab. You know, Combat Cab will make it through and into the Combat Zones. That's kind of fun. And then something the Combat Zone specific um, that I rarely mention, but it's definitely there, just like there's Data Turns and Vendits. They all have bullet hole wounds and shit. Um, maybe not Strip Clubs. Definitely Back Alley Brothels. Maybe like a little rundown place that's like a makeshift strip club, but there's going to be like maybe some pimps and hookers gathered on a corner, like a make makeshift little shop or something. And again, just like vendit, uh, vendit machines and data terms, they might have some bullet hole wounds and shit on them. Mm-hmm. Some of, some of the hookers and pimps, but uh, but yeah, I I've definitely uh, picture that in the combat zones. Yeah, one the when I talk about the old combat zone, that's like where the complete sickos are, right? So if I really want to put something super screwed up, I'm going to put it there. Um, I, uh, yeah, with, uh, I was, I was pitching not Bob on this the other day. Um, so one of the things I was complaining about, and Bob was complaining about was that people don't make the bozos as fucked up as they should be. Like those are some real, okay. a but wait, let's sickos. not get too much into gangs and characters and NBCs. Cause it's a completely different episode. I was actually uh, going to move on to a, a okay. A, I just wanted to make sure because <laughs> yeah. I no, can talk no, about bozos for like an hour. <laughs> so, um, if you're if you want to like um, call to uh, think about like um, really highlighting the uh, you know stuff you might find in there, um, one of the things was uh, uh, I made up a bozo jack in the box, right? And that's a bozo has kidnapped <laughs> somebody, put them in a crate, wired a car battery to it, and then whenever you turn the handle, it shocks them on the fourth one, and they scream and pop up out of the crate. Right? <laughs> so that's like a, you know, if you really want to be, you know, highlight deranged shit, stick it in South Night City, or in the old combat zone. Um, <laughs> so that's the, that's all I was getting to. It's like, right. I was trying to think about well, like think- all... Uh, call outs you could make yeah yeah no and i think also when it comes to shops and things combat zone obviously you know weapon stores armor stores 
you know, cyberware when it comes to uh, maybe like the, the more weapon side of cyberware. And like I said, the ripper dock and installation spots. And there's still going to be shops and things in the combat zone, but it's going to be catering more to like the shadier side of things. And, you know, maybe a lot of these places are running out of places where they're not paying rent. There's no, you know, city certificates or like business licenses and taxes being paid every, every year, quarterlies, you know, uh, uh, estimates being done, you know, it's all just kind of taking over spots and shit, but you're still going to find things, you know? Um, and, and again, you know, there might be restaurants, cafes and shit like that, but they're not going to be like other districts. They're going to be, you know, maybe run by a gang or maybe like, you know, like a, a local or something that, you know, has like a food shack sort of set up or something like that. Um, what other kinds of shops and uh, uh, stores and services do you guys picture in the combat zone? Because it can't all just all be burnt out abandoned buildings and cars and, and violence. You know, like I said, people do live there. What other kind of things do you think uh, shops and things might be in, in combat zone? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things that I've set up in a combat zone before, which I thought was pretty cool, was I called a fortress greenhouse. Um, well, like so it was that. basically a a large concrete building that a gang has taken over. But there, you know, there are good gangs, right? Um, and that's one of the things I always think of. They're not just like faceless drones you kill. Um, but this good gang has basically taken over an apartment complex, armored it up, and turned the entire roof into greenhouses and the entire interior into hydroponics. And that's like, yeah, so yeah. to think about like gardening, we're on the same yeah <laughs> same brainwave. So like the combat zones, they don't have any utilities, right? Like there's no water running there. There's no you know there's not electricity. So there's going to be folks that are like running their own generators. So you're going to find like big diesel generators or you're going to find like jury rig solar panels or big water collection things that are people are doing and like trying to purify them the best they can oh, i love um, that yeah and so that was like you know um what if you what if you had like a, an apartment or you know just a big building taken over by like a good gang that's now got auto turrets on the wall like don't fuck with my food yeah yeah uh, but they're trying to feed all the people inside and i think it's a uh, great thing to to make point of for gms too is like combat zone you know it's gonna have both ends of the spectrum you know where one thing exists and is doing what it does there's got to be the response the answer the supply and demand aspect to this societal spectrum or whatever so combat zone isn't you know if it's going to be just as violent and corrupt and fucked up there's going to be the ones there that are trying to counter that with whatever like aspect of living like you named like maybe trying to provide some type of established service to parts of the combat zone so GMs can mention that as you're going, you know, abandoned building, apartment, a vendor machine, a data term, a, you know, a bodega and shit. And like maybe there's this building that's supplying power to the whole block that a couple dudes mm-hmm. out front armed sitting there talking, you know, smoking and shit. They're just protecting it. You know, over here, you got like a piping that's exposed, dug out of the ground, a big pothole and part of the thing. You got to drive around, but they're pumping water to this block in different buildings. You see all this piping coming out. And like, I love that idea. It's very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, jury rigged construction looking shit going on maybe you know what i mean yeah I love it. think, and, think oh, about it, like fallout 4 buildings exactly right? yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't yes. want to before i lose track too much of, of oh. the chat here i want to say like renegade saying pawn shops again definitely a pawn shops um also food trucks yeah like i was saying like shanty shacks for food and shit like that shops mostly individually owned pop-up shops gang gang owned marketplaces most definitely uh, and like PW buying mandatory greenhouse rooftops for safe zones. Exactly. I think that's like what Lobster and, and uh, Taylor were just talking about. Uh, back alley shops, lots of shit like that. Lots of back alley sort of things. I love I love that term too. Like I love back alley brothels and back alley shops, just like the whole Ripper Dock vibe. 
Um, lots of that in the combat zone. And they got to do that too because they got to keep out a general eye because if you're out on the main street and you run a shop, like everyone going by in the combat zone and local games, like, well, fuck, there's somebody I'm going to rob. So I imagine mm-hmm. if you're trying to run a shop and bring in some type of income, you kind of got to do that protected or under the radar or, you know, you're in the combat zone. There's no police walking around to help protect you. So, yeah, one of the other things, it's not explicitly mentioned in uh, 2045, I don't think, but in 2020, they talk about um, the street sports, right? So there's a bunch of sports that are like played on the street in combat zones, in gritty areas. Um, So that's one of the things to think about is like, what are the, uh, I said it earlier, like take completely normal things that you see today and what's the most fucked up dystopian way you can imagine them like uh, i imagine that there's you know fight night pits but they're fights to the death right you're only going to really oh, yeah. find those at combat zones or the really rich areas because rich people are sickos so like you're going to find um you're gonna, maybe a gangs have set up and there's like a football game in the middle of the street and they've <laughs> walled it off and they've you know there's like uh like people in all of the windows of these buildings like cheering on this like street football game with borgs punching each other and throwing them through windows and like the ball is just like a block of concrete right and like um that's like the you can you can do stuff that's uh gritty but still approachable as long as your players make your uh, uh wardrobe and style and make your streetwise roles make sure you look like you belong there and not a mark exactly um, good point so mm-hmm. and i think when it, and when it comes to like a uh, little china japan town and stuff you're gonna see like cultural vibed uh, shops and, and things just like you do in districts of different parts of town like whether you're in LA and you go to Chinatown and you'll see like their local bodega has more like you know Asian centric foods and spices and things to cater to that culture and stuff so maybe Japantown, Little China they're going to have things like that um, whereas I, th- I, I always picture like old combat zones, South Night City um, more of a mix, definitely more gritty less culture and more of like a melting pot within the melting pot mm-hmm. of the combat zones um, but I, I like to think of old combat zone, the the most of the fucked up of combat zones, the most because it has the, the oldest damage to the area, if, you know what I mean, from the original combat zone shit, compounded onto current times. But then South Night City, I picture that like the equivalent of the combat zone version of the marina, like when we're talking about the docks and Taylor was talking mm-hmm. about those being more upper class over there and I was saying like on the combat zone you know, the more pirate-based or whatever, the, the gr- grittier. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture mm-hmm. South Night City, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe more pirates and shit dealing with the, the, the water edge of that combat zone. What do you two think? Yeah, I was thinking, too, like, so talking about, like, the more inlet combat zone, you're talking about the hydroponics and stuff, you could always have, like, kind of fishermen, too, that are trying to go out, but they got to pass South Night City now. And those people are probably gatekeepers of this whole entire inlet. So you have to kind of deal with like, that's true. Okay. These guys want to get out to where the water's not disgusting and the fish might not kill you. So let me, I got to get out there better. I got past these guys. You know, you can kind of play with, with some, some water stuff there. Cause well, you know, like they that. got that whole inlet on lock. Yeah. <laughs> that's whoever's a, that's running really cool. South night city. That's, that's really cool concept of like, all right, players, you want to take a boat out of the inlet. Cool. How you getting out? Uh, Cause right. there's, five dudes in a skidoo with machine guns saying mm-hmm. that you don't pass until we say so um i don't know have you seen those um one of those older you know the movies about like ancient greece or something like that where they have a big chain across an inlet right uh, like i'm imagining the, do- I'm, the platform across the water i'm imagining like they've got two of those big ass draft drones right jury rigged up to pull a chain across to stop <laughs> a boat um, yes. oh, i love that 
Oh yeah, yeah. You would def you'll that's definitely see that there. Uh, <laughs> let me see in, in Renegade saying opium dens. Uh, uh, Gonzo said brain dance dens. Yeah, and maybe. Yeah, definitely combat zone. Like instead of like arcade and brain dance and fun experiences, you're gonna get like the more shady, fucked up things over here. You know, in combat zone. So I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, um, but if you're thinking about set pieces for your players, maybe you turn the corner and you walk across you know a group of people filled it, filming a snuff brain dance and that's just a normal thing you've got someone rigged up and they're like you know shooting someone in the head or hacking them apart with a machete and yeah. they've got like a camera crew there and like somebody recording and they're gonna pop the chip out when they're done they're gonna have their med tech rip the brain dance recorder out and pop it into the new person that they just yeah. got out of the day laborer pool at the right. <laughs> at the other place exactly yeah. the um uh, again, uh, shout out to Not Bob. He ran one of my uh, favorite edge runs uh, about the um, about a award show for XVDs um, called the uh, I think it was the Bennies. Uh, but basically, a bunch of the underground groups got together to do a award show for like porn and snuff film and murder. And the players are sneaking in trying to um, adjust who wins. Uh, and also, there's like corporate people adjusting who like you know paying money to see who wins. And so you could do some shit like that in the in the uh, uh, in the combat zones, or you could do that somewhere upscale, but it's all sourced from the combat zones. You know, I definitely picture uh, you know buildings converted into places that handle this, whether it's like back alley betting or little little mm -hmm. unknown underground casinos or places where they're doing fucked up brain dance recordings or you know stuff like that. But definitely combat zone. You know, going down the street as a player, you're going to see normal living stuff, but everything on that fucked up lower level of you know society that this is the low left of low life part of the high-tech low life i guess you know but um mm -hmm. but yeah maybe some not just abandoned buildings burn out cars but maybe some that have been converted into things that at face value don't you can't tell what they are and i kind of think that's a combat zone sort of thing like not every building you know not everything has a sign out front and shit you know um, there's not a lot of holograms and neon signs through here. It's kind of forgotten and fucked up. So unless you know somebody, you're kind of seeing people come and go out of buildings and maybe got to do some roles on certain skills to figure out what's going on in there. Um, but there, mm -hmm. I, I feel like the combat zone opens up to a lot of that. Um, any other location, you know, locations, things, or services, combat zone specific, or two specific districts of the combat zone that we didn't mention? I think we mentioned... Just about everything, because the last thing I want to do here, um, like I said, is I'm, I'm just going to blaze down my, my current list. Um, this is a work in progress, but it'll at least give a bunch of things in case we didn't mention certain things, and I think it'll be a good thing for GMs. But before I go there, like I said, is there anything else in the combat zone, places, things, or services that we didn't mention or that we should? Um, and this goes out to chat, too. Anything else that we want to mention we forgot? So the one thing I want to mention about services, which I think is interesting, is um, execs. Uh, and there's going to be a corporate president, a combat corporate presence in a combat zone, right? Um, you know, power abhors a vacuum. So uh, corporations are going to be in combat zones, but they might not be obvious. Um, so as a GM, think about how, uh, like, what what a corporation and specifically the person in that corporation, why they would be interested in this place itself. Maybe for um, maybe for uh, Network 54, there's a building that is still standing in the combat zone that has the absolute best antenna placement in town. Now, how can they make that work for them, 
right? And make it work within the environment of this. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe Militech is looking to recruit some really screwed up people for a new hit squad that they're going to throw, you know, into some other area, and they're looking for the baddest people. Now you've got a Militech recruiter in, in this zone saying, you guys are making pitiful eddies out there, but you can make real money with us. So think about, like, um, how you can sneak corporate corporate interests into a combat zone and and make it make sense yeah it could totally be like i said one of those sort of abandoned buildings that they've set up as like a recruitment sort of place you know where they're paying people to come and apply or check it out making it worth their while to be able to give their pitch because obviously you know corpse coming into combat zone and trying to petition the locals isn't going to be isn't going to go over that well unless they're greasing some palms or something's going on along those lines but no i totally agree i think it's a combat zone is it's you know, it's like the Wild West of back in the day. It's, you know, as if Cyberpunk Red Night City wasn't already kind of like that. It's like within that. Like I said, it's the melting pot of the melting pot. It's the Wild West within the Wild West, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, any, anything goes there. Um, and I think that kind of plays into, uh, again, Gonzo. Eric was saying, I, I wonder if the combat zone gets a bad rep because an ultra-violent minority controls the majority. And that's kind of a fun angle, too. And I don't want to get into too many angles and ideas for campaigns. I know we keep you know, going off on little tangents of ideas. I want to do a full other episode about campaigns, about NPCs, about things like that. But I do think it's worth mentioning that that dynamic can be there and it can kind of lead you to, to thinking of places, things, and services. It, uh, you know, combat zone's violent as, as fuck. It's, it's intense as hell, you know? But maybe it is a situation or a part of the combat zone is a situation where a violent minority is making the bad rep for that part of the combat zone, even though a majority is kind of under that control. They're not really like that. And that being said, maybe that part looks a little nicer. It has like certain shops and things like you can tell it was like that, but it's taken over by a seedier part. And certain things are like, you know, like this old apartment building or this old uh, oasis or bodega is gutted out and turned into a gambling spot by this local gang. And there's little things that hint to that situation so those places and things are a little different or altered because of that but it still is a place and a thing so i, I love that concept um let me see yeah no one cares enough to fix it because it doesn't have a good enough project mar uh profit margin i think is what you meant there um as does red chrome legion yeah uh all right cool now anything else combat zone or specific to it um, i think we we nailed it I have one last thing in just terms of thinking about good things in the combat zone, right? Um, I just imagined uh, an orphanage. Imagine oh, a group yeah. of people trying to run an orphanage. I think that's a great story hook for edge runners trying to do good in a bad world. Man, our, uh, our uh, mm -hmm. GM Reservoir Panda, who streams Sundays under the Cyberpunk Uncensored Brand, he just did a, a whole campaign involving an orphanage and this crazy that's cool. Borg cyber psycho thing. So that's <laughs> great. That's funny and great that you brought that up. I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, there might be uh, some, you know, like an orphanage uh, sort of place in one of these combat zones or something. Yeah, people got to think about anything that you might see in a, in a city, you know. Um, oh, yeah, churches and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, religious centers. And yeah, we didn't mention that. But I imagine every district, every district is going to have something like that for every religion, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, let me just let me blaze down this list. I'm just going to read them real quick. I'm not gonna, we're not going to focus on any. All these things could be put in any district. They're not specific. Some might make more sense in certain districts versus others. Um, but I'm not going to get into those definitions on this. This is just a work in progress leading to a digital asset, like I mentioned earlier, that's going to go with a whole product package I can't even talk about yet. So <laughs> anyways, let me just go down this list. Hopefully it's helpful to GMs. Everybody uh, put your ears on and, and let me just blaze down some of these things we've already mentioned. 
a mega complex, mall, small canaps, pawn shop, motel, coffins, hotel, vendit, bodega, oasis, access points, uh, weapon stores, armor shop, clothing stores, gadgets, uh, scavenger shop, cyberware shop, tech shop, travel agency, repair shop, jail. And I love travel agency. I am going to say something about that because I, I picture like in Cyberpunk Red, it's like not the travel agency, like an exec running it like you might picture in today or even 2020, but it's nomad run, you know. But uh, but anyways, moving on. So uh, tech shop, travel agency, repair shop, jails, police department, courthouse, multi-complex, uh, which not like mega complex, multi-complex is like multiple corporations, uh, put the, uh, thing like small businesses. Think of that like that. Uh, let's see, multi-complex, brain dance, arcade, cafe, fast food, nightclub, dive bar, private club, uh, diner, high-class restaurant, kibble cart, mini casino, food truck, strip club, back alley brothel, high-class brothel, street hookers with pimp, uh, <laughs> private, private security, combat cab, a bus, public transportation, bus, public transportation, uh, metro, subway, limo service, cleaning service, laundromat, uh, temp jobs, uh, Ripper Doc, hospital, clinic, pharmacy, programs and decks, shop, uh, private investigator, um, which would be like a level down from Danger Girl, obviously. Uh, data terms, construction sites, garbage sites, empty lots, housing supplies, office supplies, auto supplies, mechanic, district parks, like maybe in some of the nicer ones are trying to they convert an empty lot into like a little park or something. I, pic- I picture even in Combat Zone, like Japantown might have like a little park area uh, taken by some corp, something, maybe something there. Um, so district park, parking garage, parking lot, AV helipad, uh, abandoned building, statue or plaque. That's always fun to throw in a, a random statue or plaque. Maybe uh, that mentions some type of lore you made up or some established lore from the past or something. Uh, a small warehouse, a large warehouse, a textile shop. That's where I stop. That, that's that's <laughs> my current work in progress list. I'm definitely going to expand it after today's episode because I've caught on to a couple other things I didn't mention that were great, not just from you two. Uh, joining me in the stream, but also from chat. Um, I really appreciate that. So um, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, bef- before we get out of here, um, let's let's have some final words, uh, just final words about the stream and what we did here tonight if you want, and also give yourself a plug, Let every- remind everybody you know where they can find you and such. So uh, Lobster Falcon, uh, you want to start it off? Sure. Uh, first of all, Rob, thanks for having me on. This was super fun. Right. Um, thanks, Taylor, for playing. This was great. And, uh, yeah, just here to represent um, Night City Stories. Uh, it is the largest uh, West Marshes style uh, one-off living community within um, the Cyberpunk Red universe that we know of. If you know a bigger one, let us know. And um, if you don't have a home game uh, and you want to run games or you want to play games, uh, we maintain a large living community. Um, Stories team keeps it all knit together. Uh, and Make sure that you don't just feel like you're playing in the same blank canvas every time. Um, so we'd love to have new players. Um, we have a great uh, character creation team that will help everybody get oriented. Uh, and you can absolutely check us out in the links that I think Rob's going to throw up there. Um, or you can look up on Reddit, um, Reddit slash uh, R slash Night City Stories. Uh, that'll be our, the subreddit where we post our games. Um, so come check us out on the Discord and look to see you there. Oh, yeah. yeah, and anybody part of the Cyberpunk Uncensored community, the Discord and stuff, you'll see there on the Let's Play Cyberpunk where we have the red 2020, all the different options for playing. You'll see West Marches. We have a link to them uh, direct. They're one of our partners, so definitely check it out. Um, but Taylor, uh, let's remind people where they where they can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I 
look, it's been a busy beginning of the year, and I completely forgot. We were working on something that works so well with what we've done today. Starting last week, and we'll finish next week, we've been making a D100 table for weird things to find in a pawn shop in Night City. Nice. So, hey, <laughs> we'll have that done next week, guys. It's full of a bunch of weird stuff. We're hoping to continue that series, have people like vote on Twitter, hop in chat, build it with us, and make like silly things. What you find in the sewers, random road encounters, you know, fun stuff like that. Um, So come join because y'all have a lot of great ideas and all of mine are really goofy on there. So we need some quality (laughs) stuff. Um, But we are the con save. We play cyberpunk, obviously. We play some D&D. We play everything and anything that we want to. Uh, We have a Discord as well. You can find everything on our Twitch page. I've made too many pretty graphics that give you all the info (laughs) on us. (laughs) So feel free to find us there. Come chat. Come give us your ideas. Have fun. Yeah. Most definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't mention that earlier. That's perfect to mention uh, for what we're doing here with these episodes. I saw someone say pawn shop, and then I was like, oh, duh. (laughs) (laughs) I literally did that last Monday. (laughs) That's awesome, too, because I love things like that, little digital assets. And even even if people don't, you know, GMs don't like using the random table aspect, it's great to have that list and just like, oh, shit, yeah, I didn't think of it. Let me throw that in here and that over here and like... It's just great to have more and more stuff and resources and assets like that. And if you yeah, do f- uh, future episodes of that, I'll definitely tune in. And uh, yeah, if there's definitely. room for a guest, I'd love to come on and contribute ideas. That'd be fun as hell. <laughs> I think we're trying bi-weekly on Mondays-ish to just awesome. go for out. So. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, yeah, and, and anybody uh, in chat, let me just uh, remind you, I'm going to put all the links in the description. The archived version will be on YouTube in just a few days, hopefully. And, uh, you know, show support, not just to myself, Cyberpunk Uncensored, which obviously I want you to join the community, like and share the videos, subscribe on Twitch and YouTube, don't miss any of the content that we're kicking out daily, but also so you check out uh, Night City Stories and you you hit up Lobster, you check out Taylor and what she's got going on with the con save, and um, all of us just kind of support the community and make more and more Cyberpunk content so we get more and more Cyberpunk shit to enjoy, you know what I mean? So Heck yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody watching, show us some love. We'd appreciate that. And uh, uh, let me remind you, this is going to be an ongoing uh, sort of series. I'm going to have other episodes. I don't have it on a set schedule. Um, I've got gameplay on a set schedule, but all other content I like to just kind of put out every few days or every other day or whenever I've got time or think of something. Uh, Night City Live is definitely going to be ongoing, and I'm going to touch different cyberpunk night city sort of things whether it's campaign building npcs people this one was all about places things and services so that's the idea here so anyways thanks again everybody and i'll see you next time take care Bye, guys. see you thanks <laughs>